0: When you're a stranger, faces look ugly. When you're alone, women seem wicked. When you're unwanted, streets are under. When you're down, when you're strange, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange. Hey everybody, Jim and Aaron here, back with another commissioned podcast. Uh, this is another of the fantasy football champions. that We're getting out between uh, the AFC or the championship weekend and the Super Bowl. Uh, this is Zombievers' pick, who won the, se- I, the I guess second. I'm not sure what if there's a new numbered league. Hmm. They should have names. He didn't. He didn't pick his namesake movie. Uh, That's surprising. Well, is there a, is there Zombiever? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Seriously? Yep. I thought that was sure like is. a bald move joke, a beaver No. I don't think so. No, he picked uh nineteen ninety or nineteen eighty sevens, rather, the Lost Boys. Uh the Joel Schumacher helmed vampire vehicle starring the the Coreys, Feldman and Haim, uh Keith Sutherland, uh lots of other people actually. B- Bill or Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's Bill, yeah. It's Bill. Uh uh-huh. Holy shit, what a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of weirdos in this movie. A lot a lot of weirdos. A lot of weirdos with weird vampire monkey feet running around Santa Clara. Those Claria. are Kiefer Sutherland's actual feet. Those are his actual feet, yeah. right, right. Um man, uh I don't hey, I don't know even how to begin with this. Have one. you seen this before? No, I have not. Okay. I hadn't either. Uh, What is this? What was this movie rated back in the day? That's a good question. I don't Uh, don't know the answer. I don't know why that. um, I don't know why Wikipedia doesn't have that information. Hmm. IMDb would uh, have it. I I would say PG-13. That seems reasonable. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, like I'm trying to think of like the reason I couldn't see this movie in 1987, so I was like 10 years old, is because it had shit. It's rated it, R. It, oh, is it rated R? Fuck. Yeah. It's got it's got supernatural monsters and shit. Plus, it was rated R, so there's no way I could have seen it. Yeah. And 1997, me would be not giddy to go back and see The Lost Boys. Like, why Why would I want to see a glammed-up vampire movie? Sure. Sure. I, I feel you there. Um, but this, this movie was... This movie's hilarious and crazy and dated. Oh, but, God, is it dated? <laughs> but it kind of still works. It, it's okay. I... Uh, I didn't hate this movie, um, and I think, like, 12-year-old Jim in, like, 1994 right. would fucking love this movie. Right. Th- this would have been so right up my alley. I, I, There's something about it, there's a vibe to it that, I mean, it, it kind of fits right in with all the zombie stuff that I was into at the time. Sure. Uh, just the schlocky sort of, it, it, I don't know, like, it has a crow vibe to it, which the crow was way later than this. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I think 12-year-old me would have loved it. Yeah. Uh I mean 36-year-old me is not so hot on it. Like it's it's uh it it as as Zombiever is going to explain it's it's kind of like a teenage boys version of Goonies. Stakes okay. slightly yeah. higher. Uh-huh. Things are slightly more adult and and uh and sexier. Mm-hmm. Uh there's actually a sex scene that is hilarious. Is. That it cuts to a scene of Flying clouds and things. It's mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of weird now that I know that it's directed by Joel Schumacher. A lot of questions I had were like, "What the fuck? Like, what is the deal with the muscle bound chain brazier wearing saxophone player?" Oh, right at the beginning, yeah, yeah, Kenny HGH at the wow. like like wailing on a saxophone and, and singing, but he's just just fucking ripped and shredded and like like yeah. like he man masters the universe, <laughs> and and now it's like, oh, Joel Schumacher. Right. Uh huh. Yeah, he's the guy that made sure Batman had visible nipples. Yeah. So this, and this... then pitted him against the the Mister Universe. Right. Right. Frozen Mister Universe. He's, he's a, this is a perfect collision course for his interests. I don't know. Maybe we should read Zombie for feedback. Well, um, the the I mean, if we're gonna talk about the very beginning of the movie, like yeah. the introduction to this movie is not good for 2018. It's right. not great because the first thing you see is Kiefer Sutherland's giant yellow mullet Uh uh-huh uh dyed mullet it's it's really gross looking it's Mm -hmm. so 1987 it's unbelievable and then he's not the worst then his string of other lost boys come from behind him and i think it ends up with like bill from bill and ted who has (laughs) maybe the worst hair in the thing he does he's he's it's just he's ridiculous every time he's on the screen what was his his Cause, cause uh, his name was like Marco. I think it was Marco, which was very confusing because the lead is Michael. Michael, and yeah. it's like, I th- yeah, I thought there was some kind of stupid call and response where it's like Michael, Marco, Michael, Marco. <laughs> right. At one point, yeah, you know that famous pool game where you play Marco, Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know, but uh, I, I think let's 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 read his feedback and okay. then uh, we'll get to we'll get to uh, the rest of the movie. Uh, he says. Uh, I've been a fan for many years and just want to say thanks for the many, many hours of podcast listening pleasure that you guys have provided. I'm excited to hear all of your content in 2018, and I think uh, thank you for doing the commissions for us Fantasy Football League winners. This is my first year playing, and I can't tell you how excited I am, how much I appreciate it. Next awesome. Year. I think he's really excited about 2018 because he knew he had a commission coming. For sure. Like, yeah. it's it's, like, it's just best year ever. Best, best ball year ever. Well, next year he's going to have to play Fantasy TV Super Bowl... Yeah. So, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, fantasy TV, TV football will be essentially Tecmo Bowl, and you have to beat you have to beat the the Oakland uh, uh-huh. Raiders with Bo Jackson, Jackson on the other side of the the football field. Yep. Uh, so it's impossible. Hmm. Um, anyway, he says, "With that out of the way, my name is Sailor from Santa Cruz." Zon Beaver steps behind his grizzly visage and reveals himself as a friendly sailor. Uh the movie I picked is to commission is 1987 vampire cult classic The Lost Boys. The Lost Boys was filmed right here in Santa Cruz. What better way yeah. to represent the 831 than with the Lost Boys commission? Uh fun fact, 831 not only Santa Cruz's uh area code but Mooresville, Indiana's regional prefix. <laughs> Did you remember true? like all the phone numbers in our town started 83? Uh-huh. Yeah, I yeah. x remember x yeah. x, okay. xxxx and you can call <laughs> All right. Call me up back in 1995. Call Aaron's mom right now. Yeah, she probably got the same phone. F- I ought to give yep. her number out. Because <laughs> I guarantee be, be it's the same. I guarantee it's the that's, same. That's... Uh, you're going to dox her. No, 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 <laughs> fucking... I, have, I have standards. I yeah. have standards. Uh, there are a couple of things I'd appreciate hearing on a podcast, but mostly I'd just like you to have fun with it. This is one of my favorite movies to watch by growing up, and I hope if you two have already seen it, you'll enjoy watching it again. If you haven't, I hope you'll enjoy it as much as I do still to this day. I mean, I definitely had fun watching it. No sure. doubt. Um, it's probably not the same kind of fun you had watching it back in the day, but it was fun. Uh, he continues. He wanted to give a shout out to everyone in League Three. You guys, got, we gotta have better, better league names, man. We gotta get yeah. like a, a, you know, a, a Wire Division, a Breaking Bad mm-hmm. Division, so the leftovers. I don't know. We yeah, to, we just League One, Two, and Three. We got, to, we got to get, we got to do better. Uh, our Commissioner Hattorian, for organizing on the leagues, and a big ups to Chenaski, also resident of Santa Cruz, for the great idea for this movie commission. Does Hatorian uh, participate in the leagues? I do believe he does. Okay, I was going to say he needs to at least be in the running for one of these commissions for I think having he's, organized it all. He's a two-time winner. He is. Yeah. Oh well, that's not never shady. Mind. That's not shady at all, is it? Yeah, not at all. <laughs> I first saw The Lost Boys a couple of years after it was released in the theaters when I was around thirteen or fourteen, and before I'd even so much as visited Santa Cruz at that age, I'd already wanted to see uh, it had everything I wanted to see in the movie. It had the Corys, the fantastic cast. It had the blood and the horror. Uh, it was funny. It was terrifying. The soundtrack was rocking. The vampires so fucking cool. What I think I like most about this movie is that it still had that sense of adventure from movies I loved when I was a preteen, like mm-hmm. Goonies and Home Alone, but it was dealing on a more young adult material level that my early teen self was craving. Fast forward to present day when I'm 39 years old and I live in Santa Cruz, uh, a.k.a. Santa Clara, the murder capital of the world, and I still get nostalgic every time I see past one of the filming locations. It's funny because uh, my cousin lives in San Jose, which is right around the corner, and the town has changed a lot. Like, like the town of Santa Clara that they reveal here is very, like, Austin, Texas weird. Hmm. You know, just like uh, like that opening montage of just fucking weirdos, and they're like you know they're playing that stranger song and yeah. they're just panning over all the different types of of young malcontents and thinking and you're you're thinking which one of these or is a blood-sucking vampire <laughs> uh you can't really find that much anywhere like you have to mm. you have to afford uh four hundred thousand dollars per square foot if you want and and, and, <laughs> right. and you don't have time right. to be weird when you're paying that kind of money for for living space that's true i I don't think a gonna sand... have a good job uh but it is funny when they roll into town and it's got like the murder capital of the world yeah uh i i there were not very many police for the murder capital of the world they've killed them all they <laughs> they've all been murdered yeah but they're all they're all complicit vampires, I guess so. this thing goes all the way to the top all the way to to Grandpa Gilmore, which is bugging me because I was like this 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 head vampire guy. I recognize him from somewhere, and I finally, yeah. I looked it up on IMDb, and he's Grandpa Gilmore from the Gr- Gilmore Girls. Oh, okay. Uh, I I think I recognize him from something else. I haven't seen the Gilmore Girls, so... Oh, there's no shame in it. <laughs> <laughs> in having not seen it? Um, uh, Let's see. I know him from something. Anyway, that's not interesting. He kind of looked... I, I thought he might have been like, um, shit, who's the guy from ghostbusters uh harold ramus mm-hmm. i thought like may like is that like a younger much taller than no no harold no, no right but it's like they had the same and I, i'm like maybe gain some weight or I, mm-hmm. this is a younger time but but no ghostbusters he was pretty young and this is a couple but yeah no, uh, richie Gilmore. rich that's what i've seen him in was he richie's dad yeah okay he's got he, he's got a flair for pl- playing kind of uh, fuddy-duddy rich people yep turns out Maybe he in real life is a funny to do weirders. The aviator Bristol. as well. Is he really? I guess so. I'm telling you, it's it all Joseph fuddy-duddy Breen? rich people. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah. Anyway, I was surprised to see this was a Richard Donner production. And what do I don't you know mean? If that, if he, I don't his name was all over it. Richard Donner production at the beginning. Like, I assume it's like his production company hmm. that he's an that executive was producer. Uh, I don't know what exact role he played, if any, but. Yeah, that's what it said right at the beginning. Huh? I can't find a single instance of the word "donner" on the the Wikipedia page. Well, they <laughs> fucked up. Then. Oh wait, I accidentally switched to the Lost Boys original soundtrack. That's why. <laughs> okay. God, this like the movie itself. This 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 podcast is starting off to be a little bit of a mess. Yeah. Well, um, we can talk about how aggressively eighties well, this movie is. If we you can want. talk about that, like, but I want to I want to talk about my first. I want to get all my opinions out. He is real an executive quick. producer. Um. I was surprised like like this movie is fully ridiculous, but mm-hmm. it it's in it, it's the way it's made and the performances, it's mostly serious enough that it kind of it kinda of manages to walk this drunken, kinda of badass line. <laughs> where when the movie threatens to get too ridiculous, they'll hit you with something that's like super serious or gory or shocking yeah. um or cool and you can't no longer dismiss it as purely schlock. Mm-hmm. But it does have a hell of a lot of schlock into it. And also, here's another potentially unpopular opinion. I don't get Corey Haim. You don't get him? Corey Feldman, I understand why he's a star. Really? Yeah. Corey Haim... God, I feel exactly the opposite in this movie. And and I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but Uh it's impossible to criticize a dead person without doing so. So I'm going to risk the wrath of the ghost of Haim. Uh, It seems like his only move is to make this dumb face that people make when they want to be in on the joke, but they don't understand the joke. He kind of, like, smirks and sticks his tongue out and <laughs> squints his eyes and kind of wags his head. And that is yeah. the Corey Haim move that that coasted him to whatever he coasted to. Yeah. And to I don't get it. I don't I don't understand why he was roles. a, a – a, a, t- a tiger beat guy. Well, I mean, he's a very good-looking kid. Much you think more, so? much more so than Corey Feldman. I mean, maybe, but when he op- when he smirks and sticks his tongue out and squints his eyes and wags his <laughs> head, <laughs> it all goes away. And he's wearing like three different layers of popped collar. I've polos seen him compared shit, like si- Well, and he's got. We'll a fi- talk and about he's his got fucking got stuck in his stuck in his ear. It's like Jesus! No. I can't believe the fucking outfits he's wearing. Let me. Oh, okay, so I- I've seen him like positioned in photos next to like Justin Bieber, and they look almost identical. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I can see why he was like a teen heartthrob really or whatever. really good at smoldering. Yeah. As an yeah, like, adolescent squints boy. Yeah. And, yeah. And the girls fall over, faint over. Uh, so let's talk about the aggressively 80s nature of this movie. Okay. Because Corey Haim is like top of the list here. Yeah. With being aggressively 80s. The fucking outfits. First of all, I don't believe that a kid from Phoenix, Arizona is gonna dress like that. You would have to be from either New York or San Francisco, Miami, maybe to dress like that. Miami, yeah. maybe, L.A. Yeah. yeah, you're you're not live. Yeah, like Phoenix you're not Arizona living is living in the pretty, desert. Pretty conservative town, absolutely. And there's no way this kid comes in with his fucking. I, I mean, he looks like. Uh, f- I don't. I don't even know. It, it's a just a ridiculous style. Same with Max, the old guy. Yeah. Uh, the the. Head vampire. Yeah, he, he dressed like someone threw a JCPenney's catalog at him circa fall of or summer of 1987. Yeah. And handpicked the worst shit. It's uh-huh. just such a bad outfit. Right. And it, I don't know how old Corey Haim is supposed to be, his character is supposed to be in That's this movie. That's a fucking good question. Because they, he looks like he's 17. And in fact, he is like 16 at the time. huh. That he's playing this role. Right. But they treat him in the movie like he is eight years old. I, like he's scared of monsters in his closet. Yeah, He's wearing this fucking ridiculous pajama onesie yep. thing. His mom's kissing at him good night. Yeah. He's taking a bath. And yet he's... Like Kevin presum- McAllister at Home Alone <laughs> is yeah. too fucking old for baths, right. man. <laughs> no, he should have... He uh, I, I don't know how old he's supposed to be, the character. Yeah. I would, but, but I thought that... It's really odd and off-putting uh, how infantiles, uh, infantilized uh, Corey Haim is. Um, and I was wondering, like, maybe that was part of the point. Because they're telling this weird kind of story with their like, – like, I don't know what's going on with her mo- his mom. Mm-hmm. But his, his mom, when she was going through this bizarre ritual of tucking her 17-year-old son in and, and shutting the closet for no monsters and stuff – She says, like, oh, I probably shouldn't say this, but honestly, it's one of the reasons I divorced your father. He doesn't believe in closet (laughs) monsters. Tee hee. Uh And I'm like... That's a weird thing Is she Is is she doing this to, like, I don't know, keep some kind of control over him? Mm -hmm. Or is he going along with it so, I don't know, he can get a Nintendo for Christmas? I I didn't get it. It was creepy. Here's what I I have to guess happened. They wrote an eight-year-old character... Yeah, and then they got Corey Feldman on board for mm-hmm. for the role of the comic book kid. Yep. And then it, Corey a came second, to I got happy. I thought you can you you got the the Corey's confused, and I was going to jump on you <laughs> no. like haha. No, no, no. So they cast Corey <laughs> Feldman, and he said, "I will not do this movie unless Corey Haim is in it." And we're, he's like, "Shit!" The, the the directors all like, "Shit, we already cast your comic book buddy. We have no right. role for Corey Haim. right Fuck it, let's put him in as Sam." See, I was thinking that, like, maybe they wrote it as an eight-year-old and they started filming and, like, whatever watchdog that monitors, like, children's safety is like, wait, 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 you can't spray vampire blood all over an eight-year-old and traumatize <laughs> oh, the shit out of him. So they just got a 17-year-old and threw him in there and it's like, fine, are you happy? Maybe. Although, I, now that I think about it, isn't this, like, a really early instance of the Corys being in movies together? It might be. This might be the first. Yeah, because I, I, I'm thinking that, like, he goonies is 86 right so Corey feldman had done goonies and gremlins before or he gremlins he i, I think, think, he think he was, he was in gremlins. gremlins yeah um i meant to watch gremlins again for this Chris, uh, this this christmas and i never got around to it i don't think he was in gremlins hmm. i uh, thought he was but yeah he had he had done both of those movies if in fact he was in gremlins before this oh shit so like, you're right he was. He was so little in Gremlins. Yeah. He was super little. But I don't think him and Corey Haim had been in a movie together. No. I, I can't so imagine. It. I can't imagine because, yeah, they they look so young. I just don't think they'd have an opportunity to, to, to get together yet. Th- then yeah. I have literally no explanation for this eight-year-old character being played by a, a full-grown man, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But, you know, again, explain the crazy Rip Sacks guy. I can't. I can't do it. Um, explain. So during the lovemaking scene, uh, like they they have this, this tasteful, like you get away with this on network television, I think. There's certainly no nipples shown. Hmm. Um, sex scene between his uh, Corey Hames older brother and this uh, half vampire woman, I think, who was the bitchy wife of uh, Bill Paxton in Twister. Oh, yeah. Uh, something Gertz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gertz. Jenny J- or Jamie. So, something like that. Uh, Jay Gertz. Uh, but they dissolved into, like, flying through the clouds, which I'm like, okay. This it, it, and, and now I'm thinking about it. It was like, am I supposed to suggest that he got, like, a vampire boner and actually literally took to the clouds? They might be fucking in the sky. It might be fucking in the sky. It <laughs> might be some kind of, like, R-rated vampire version <laughs> of Lois Lane and Superman. It could be. But instead of the cringeworthy Margot Kidder singing, like, you know, Can You Read My Mind? It's this weird kind of Billy Idol song about crying sisters having sex with their brothers. It's very Game of Thrones. Fuck. It's I, deeply unsexy though. Like, right. What's going on, Schumacher? How do you want me to feel about this? I have to. I have to think that Richard Donner put this scene in there. Really? Yeah. Now that you've made the Superman connection, You're I right. can't. This I can't unsee it. If Superman is rated R we would have gotten, we have been treated to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Some brothers and sisters fucking soundtrack and and <laughs> Lois Lane and Superman getting it on. I, I do like... So, obviously, the the flying vampire stuff comes from this tie-in with Peter Pan, right? And the Lost Boys. Like, that's kind of oh, where yeah. that, that vampire stuff comes from in this movie. And I think th- there's something really unsettling about it to me. Like, when... In a good way. like uh-huh. It makes it really weird. It has this vi- weird, creepy vibe to it when they come and they tear the roof off a car, right? Yeah. And you never see them, right. but they tear the roof off the car and they pull you into the sky. Right. And you're just gone. Right. There's, there's something really unsettling about that It whole makes thing. them so much more. Like in a lot of vampires, it's like a, a movies, the vampires are essentially slightly more powerful and strong versions of humans, whereas uh-huh. this, it's just like, you've got no chance. No, it's totally supernatural. Later on, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman will kill them with squirt guns uh-huh. and, and undo <laughs> a lot of this badass work. But sure, for, sure. for the first half of this movie, vampires are a threat to be taken seriously. Yes, and I like the way that they film that. I like the the vibe that it gives. Yeah, I even like how the weird, like, seduction of uh, uh, Haim's older brother, where they're like... Because mm-hmm. I thought that there was a lot of, like... A lot of this is a cautionary tale about drug use, right? Hmm. Or out like like it's maybe it's like you hang I, out I with I the would... wrong kids and they start passing around bottles and and pills and then start sure. like, you know, you're it turns you into a monster. Yeah, you start sniffing bath salts and suddenly you're hanging underneath the bridge, uh, while a train goes over it and falling to your deaths. Dude, that scene was fucked up. Yeah, it was like I actually really like that scene a lot. Yeah. How they staged it over the foggy ravine and uh uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, like I said, that's, that was some of the high points in the movie for me. Yeah. Me too. Uh, did you, I'm just taking a rant, random bullet point here. Um, did you notice the beef cape, cake, or cheesecake, Rob Lowe, giant poster in Corey Hames' bedroom? Huh. How, how did you, did you not notice? <laughs> I wasn't looking Rob at Rob Lowe background. in the frostiest of jean denim outfits. Hmm. Uh, right. with a bare midriff. Yeah, he's wearing a like a full jean outfit with like a like a pastel tank top. that's <laughs> cut off at his midriff, and he's leaning back at a forty five degree angle, and he's he's fixing the camera with the salt. And this is in Corey Hames' bedroom. Uh-huh. And how did you not? Are you are you what the straightest man alive? I might be. Like, I just, I, I guess think, I wasn't looking at the. I, I don't think I'm that gay, but how I I, I see Rob comparatively, Lowe, you must R-Lowe be Lowe smolder at me, and it, it 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 draws the eye. I have to look up Rob Lowe's. Uh, career around that time to see now what movie that could be from. That's Robert Lowe. That's a very different person. Okay. I, I, I've... i <laughs> <so>, We... <laughs> after, after some debate, we have sourced the actual poster, and I was completely wrong about everything except for the smolder and the bare midriff. He is wearing... It's not Rob Lowe? No, it's totally <laughs> oh, Rob Lowe. Okay. He's wearing, like, a linen, one of those white linen suits with a white wife uh, beater and dog tags. I think and- I've seen that that poster before and, but and, not and he's pulling movie. his shirt up to show off his midriff as if like do you like what you see <laughs> <laughs> ladies or men are you interested in this cut of meat yep yeah uh so yeah i noticed that okay just, just saying i don't know yep. i don't know why like if you think rob lowe is a cool dude as mm-hmm. a as a 17 year old i don't know why you'd have that poster <laughs> like sure like 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 what would be harder in 1987 coming out to your mom as a vampire or as (laughs) or as gay gay. sure uh probably equal both are equal yeah in 87 there is a lot of really funny sly things with the vampire stuff like when Corey hame first finds out his brother's a vampire his like reaction is wait till mom finds out like like that's a farce (laughs) but i guess like i was trying to think of like how vampires are real Mm-hmm. And you found out your brother like like it was a it was a very much like you know it even even Corey Haim says like well this isn't like getting a D in biology Michael mm-hmm. and you know like the whole like desperately pleading like come on man like like I've been there with my younger brothers and sisters where like they've got me they got they've got me with the genuine goods this is this is a career ender for me uh-huh. and I, I hate these people I hate these fucking. Assholes, but I'm now on my hands and knees begging. I'm like, come on, man, come on. You're my sister. <laughs> Look at all this the window. shit we've been together. Remember that time where you were doing whatever, and I walk and I didn't say I was cool then, right? Like, you know, like they they do that over the, with with vampirism. It's really funny. Yeah, I'm trying to decide what made them invite Michael into the group in the first place. Because apparently, he steals star away from the yeah. group. Yeah, but and I, she's but interested she's bait, in him. Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe she's, so. If, if we, she's like the Pocahontas but why did they target in the, Michael? the Peter Pan. Uh, it seemed very analogy. abrupt. Like for him to just be invited into the group for no real reason other than maybe he had a motorcycle. <laughs> he had a motorcycle and they really liked his fishing lure that he stuck in his ear. Yeah. Okay. Um I can't get over the like I, I hey, there's nothing wrong with dudes having earrings. Sure. I just don't know why you would use a fishing lure. Yeah. Like that the, the whole the, there was there was like the whole era where like Mr T was shoving fishing lures and feathers and shit in his ear mm-hmm. and people took that way too far, in my opinion. Well, apparently, uh, the mom in this movie let her eight year old son, played by a sixteen year old Corey Haim, get his ear pierced. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, he's got this diamond stud in it, and he he goes to bed in it too, which I think would be uncomfortable. I would do. I would do. I would probably take that. It looked out. Like Maybe he, also he just a, got it pierced. I also, it looked like he had his nose pierced. Corey Haim did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Hmm. No, I mean, it, he wasn't wearing anything, and just oh, okay. like I reg- it looked like his his nose was actually pierced. Maybe. Which I didn't. I don't remember that being a thing and uh, nose piercings. Yeah, that was kind of like a punk thing back then. But there was a lot of punk influence. A lot like, of punks. like all, like like, you know, you're either vampire or punk if you're living in Santa Clara this uh, yeah. in this era. I think Keith Keith Sutherland's both. Yeah, he is. He's a vampire punk. Mm-hmm. A pa- a vampire. <laughs> a punk pyre. a fire yeah that's better yeah. that's better sounds like it sounds like you're stacking a bunch of punks and lighting them on fire <laughs> in some kind of burning vampire man festival yep that's uh, a deleted scene well you know that's what you got to do when you got feet that crazy you just got to stack them high and and, and light them up <laughs> stack them high and li- li- line them up uh another random bullet point for my notes vampires are a plumber's worst nightmare <laughs> what what Okay, you get like like you know have van- like like plumbers will get their bitch on about flushable wipes. Mm-hmm. Like oh, this is I get clogged in your pipe, and you know you'll have you'll have uh, fifty pounds of them, and you will have to pay me thirty. Like like you get you get one vampire and a little bit of garlic flavored holy water. Oh right, and it is essentially an atomic bomb for your plumbing system. <laughs> your whole the works goes up, man. Right. I mean, there was blood shooting out of every every pipe in the house yeah yeah and I so this I don't even think that's possible with modern plumbing is this one of the first movies that started playing with vampire lore like like you'd have it like Because, like, like, you know, it's 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 at this point a trope that like someone mm-hmm. there'll be a vampire in a movie and someone holds up a cross and they're like ha ha ha, you stupid idiot. Do you believe in a tiny subset of the folklore about a myth a mythical creature? Uh-huh. Like, come on, you know. It's like, Well, this movie's about vampires, you asshole. So, like, I could be forgiven for thinking that maybe the crosses would work on you. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's like, because they have that thing where it's like, oh, you think garlic works on us? And then holy water does. and Yeah. Get I don't know. The, I, I, that, that felt like maybe it was an innovation in the time. Yeah, I'm not steeped enough in my vampire movies to really know. I mean, they had the whole master, like you destroyed a master vampire. Like, that seems like a pretty consistent thing. Yeah you kill the master and it takes out all the others you have to be invited in you have to be maybe. invited in is yeah. a very like you know if uh, that that's, that's definitely a point they like to pay, bang they like to bang on true blood yeah uh didn't have a problem with running water did have a problem with holy water running water is a problem for vampires yeah apparently so huh can't, you never, can't cross oh. streams and brooks and rivers weird okay uh you can't what else? Oh, steaks. Steaks got it. Steaks sunlight sunlight works like gangbusters. Yeah. Uh had to sleep during the day. Yeah, and then Can they've fly. got the weird, you know, added uh Peter Pan stuff here. Yeah. Which is like the the kind of floaty, flying mm-hmm. strangeness of Peter Pan. And they even they even like mentioned that like you'll never grow up. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's like the Lost Boy's illusion here is vampirism is very similar in that uh-huh. you don't you don't die. Yeah. Never grow up. Why did the Master Vampire want... I mean, that's that's the bigger question. So I guess to answer your question, why the vampires recruited Michael, is now that we got to the end of the movie, we know that the Master Vampire ordered them to so they could be one happy family. Okay. That's the bigger fair. question yeah. is, why the fuck did the vampire troll for the freshly divorced MILF from Phoenix, Arizona? Yeah. Uh, maybe everybody already knows hey this is a head vampire like stay away from that guy also um, she's new in town so grandpa knew about the vampires yeah the whole, fi- <laughs> the, the whole fi- final scene of him driving through the... No, I hate it. The, I, it's I don't, terrible. I, don't, I hate I, the climax I, of this movie. I don't understand. And then he turns out, like, is he a vampire himself? Is he, like, supposed to be a Van Helsing figure? If so, you really left your family completely undefended, dude. Yeah, I I assume he is a vampire himself because of he drinks what looks to be the same liquid out, so of, out of the bottle at the very end. I thought so, too. Um, so is he the master master vampire? They can't be. Because, he can't be because you have to kill the head vampire right. to cure it. So he's right. another branch of vampires, like separate from this head vampire. But the movie didn't tre- – the movie – yeah, the movie did kind of treat it as a horrific reveal too, but I just didn't feel it. Yeah. Because it's not like he grew fangs or like got <laughs> the camera or anything. He just he just drank a bottle of true blood and made a quip about <laughs> the one thing I always hate about this ta- town, all the fucking vampires. Yeah, and I I don't like how he just comes out of nowhere. Like, there's no indication that Grandpa is coming home, Uh, and especially not with a truckload of steaks ready to fire off the front of his car, his La Cucaracha van. Yeah. Last Uh, we knew, or last Grandpa knew, he was meeting up with the old widow, which is another thing that they didn't really set up, like we never even saw her right yeah grandpa hasn't gone into town for like 15 years but he knows about the old widow mm-hmm. and she's dra- she's dropped according to her gray his grandson she's dropped her handkerchief somewhere in town and he's off the off to pick it up in full kukaracha mode <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i yeah that I, I that's but that's joel schumacher Mm-hmm. Like he had already had his oiled up jet his his oiled up uh, uh fucking saxophone player. Yep. He's right. already had Rob Lowe <laughs> smoldering out of the poster. He's he's he he killed vampires in spectacular. He's bored. Mm-hmm. now he's got he, now he's got an old vampire. There's nothing sexy about that. Just just have yeah. the other old in the film run run into him. We needed a sexy old grandpa vampire. That's who, what this movie's missing. Sean Connery. Who, who, who do you Oh, cast? yeah, Sean you can Connery. get Sean Connery for that. Yeah, Sean in Connery. In 87, he might not be old enough in 87 hmm. to really play that old, sexy grandpa. Michael Douglas. My, Michael Douglas. With, and, and he's already got yeah. the hair. Just, get him from Black Rain. Uh-huh. <laughs> throw him into this movie as a vampire <laughs> with his turtleneck and his leather jacket. Yeah. And he is ready to go. <laughs> sure who else would be because i'm trying to think like a 45 yeah. year old 45 to 50 year old sexy vampire master back in 1987 is harrison for harrison ford's not not he's still too young yeah. yeah like like he's looking real good in temple of doom real good yeah not bad uh i yeah i mean sean connery might be the best i, I can't picture him in 1987 though i mean he's pretty much the same yeah he's either john he, he here's sean connery sean connery is either james bond sean connery or mm-hmm. he's marco ramus from uh red october uh sean connery and yeah. there's two variations of the red october sean connery bald and with hair because everything else everything he he is not like those are his those are his two characters he's got two character mm-hmm. archetypes and he's got subclasses for the marco rameo type gotcha um so yeah, if you picture that in your mind, like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, you're the man now, dog. Uh fucking entrapment, <laughs> uh Red October. Uh-huh. Uh fucking League was of a rising gentleman. He was yeah, like, I already I already ticked that off. Like that's yeah. oh, that's all sorry. the same Sean Connery. Yeah. Do you think Sean Connery, sexy grandpa, vampire Sean Connery could have pulled off Windex as aftershave? <laughs> Cuz remember that scene no where it, grandpa's looking for aftershave for his date oh right and Tori yes. hame says oh how about windex yeah and he puts it on and he likes it i guess that's that's, that's that should have been that's a dead giveaway weird. as a vampire yeah i don't know uh what did you think of the dinner scene where they're at they're at the house and max is there i thought it proved that was trying... a master vampire you thought it proved, yeah, because I, I, you know, like I, I just, I just rewatched a couple seasons of uh, True Blood with Cecily in the fall, uh, around October, actually, yeah, around Halloween, and you know, again, that's a big facet of the show that vampires can't be in without being invited, mm-hmm. and him insisted on insisting on being invited in. I'm like, oh, he's a fucking vampire, yeah, and then when they proved that he wasn't a vampire, I'm like, oh, I, yeah, come on, Schumacher. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not buying, I'm not buying it You're, he's he's uh, he's dead and then when he you know his fucking dog was crazy like yeah that is the biggest twist i saw coming a, a mile away since i don't know when okay D- did did you think that scene was too broad or did you like it because i i thought it was borderline for me i mean what's too broad in context of this movie that's fair there's not yeah. a lot of subtle things not a lot of subtle points being made right and and while i was watching it i was trying to contextualize it in 1987 yeah uh and not get too hung up on the stuff that i viewed as really stupid or overly broad characterizations i, and I, I, I thought it worked i will say that i think it's a little bullshit that a vampire's reflection will work in a house where he's been invited in mm-hmm. like I get it that, like, maybe they don't have any power over you, so that, like, you know, them dumping. that's that other thing is, like, garlic apparently doesn't work on vampires. Water doesn't work on uh, vampires. Um, All the tests they administered, except for the the mirror, would have had an expected negative result anyway. And I don't understand why a, a, a vampire's reflectivity has anything to do with being invited over a threshold. I don't know. But you know they're they're semi-mythical, magical, sim, semi yeah. semi-magical, mythical beings. So what are you going to do? It's just the rules that they're playing by. Yeah. Um, I, I have a couple audio questions for you. W- what platform did you watch this on? Uh, Amazon, same as you. Okay, so I know, I know. Because... Was well, your audio way, way, way out of sync? No, the entire time. No, uh-uh. shit, mine was. Were you watching on your PlayStation? Uh, no, Roku. Uh... I don't. Yeah, I did. Because I actually prefer the interface of the uh, Amazon on Roku, but mm. I happen to watch on the PS4. No, my my audio was way out of sync, uh, so it was kind of annoying the whole time. Lips weren't lining up with the words. No, totally. That's that's a bummer. Uh, but then there was some cool stuff they did with audio, which I think I only noticed because of. I swear I'm not trying to do a plug here, but the Sono sound system <laughs> that we were sent, uh, and I don't know if you noticed this either, but or as well, but when. I want to call him Billy because he's got the fucking hair. Uh, What's the older brother's name? Michael? Michael, yeah. Uh, When Michael is first, like, turning and he's going to the fridge or whatever, right before he spills the milk, Mm -hmm. um, there's, like, this very, very low, like, sub-only kind of, like, heartbeat sound Mm. that I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, Kind of leading into, like, the the higher-pitched heartbeat sounds. Gotcha. I thought that was really awesome. They did some good sound work in this. Yeah, I actually thought the vampire effects were kind of cool. Like you know, mm-hmm. when they, uh, when they actually turn into vampires and they extend their teeth and all that, they have that slightly feral look. That is is that a is that a is that something that this movie pioneered as well? I don't know, because I'm thinking back. Like you know, honestly, it's like to me, vampire movies are either Bella Lugosi. Mm-hmm or they're fairly modern vampire movies and yeah. those are all over the map like you've got the buffy the vampire where they do like vamp out mm-hmm. you got true blood where really the only difference is maybe their eyes change color and they're, they're they get the long teeth yeah. uh you get twilight where they fucking sparkle mm-hmm. and get teeth and they just get a little bit prancier when they're vampires otherwise yep. they're indistinguishable and this has got the definitely feral vampire look but. it I thought it made it because like the the thing is is none of, if you if you just took Bill from Bill and Ted and Kiefer Sutherland and gave him fangs they wouldn't be scary. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But that's then again like I guess I guess that vampires what makes them scary is the fact that they're they're immortal so they're they're by def, by by def, by default usually have more experience than you. Mm-hmm. They're powerful. And they have mind control powers. And they're also usually conventionally beautiful, so they're like the ultimate predator. They right. lure you in. Like they only need one of those any any one of those powers <laughs> would make them the world's best predator. Yeah. They've got all they got the whole suite. So like I always think it's weird when the vampires turn in some bestial form. Mm-hmm. Like to me that, that gives that that gives away the whole the whole deal. Yeah, I mean you probably shouldn't do that until you're ready to actually kill someone, right? Or like not do it at all, period. Like Never? I, don't, I don't like what yeah. what is the what is the evolutionary reason to do that? I think it's the, the piercing teeth. Right. You know, you can you can really get <laughs> oh, into it jugular I understand. with that. But like why does your face have to morph into I think it like, all comes together. Like you don't get the teeth without the face. Ah, uh, you have movie. to have the bat face to get the bat teeth. Yes. Okay. I mean that's my my guess. <laughs> Uh, it also, th- there are some other vampire things. So yeah, they can make people see whatever they want to see, which seems like the ultimate power. You know? Yeah, like, right. It, if I can make you see whatever I want, I have complete control over you. I mean, that's that's all that that Eleven sister has in Stranger Things, yeah. and it's 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 like enough to befuddle an entire squad of police p- police agents. Yep. So uh, primo and- power right there. Is this? Is this a standard vampire thing that the vampires need a guardian to watch over them while they sleep? Um, I think that, yeah, like that's like why you have like the Renfield kind of familiars because they, okay. the vampires are weak and they need some sort of retainers to, to provide them protection and, and do other things when they're, when they're so, weak during the day. So it's not like a, a physical need, like they have to have it or they die. It's more like just yeah. a safety precaution? Yeah. Okay. Like having a, having a butler. All right. You know. If, yeah. if someone's coming to your house looking for violence, the butler gets the bullet. Of you. <laughs> for, uh, assuming they only packed one bullet. Now in... I don't know how good uh, the 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 weather woman from Twister would be at protecting the the fucking pack, but because mm-hmm. that's who the, that's 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 their guardian, right? Uh, Gertz. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm not sure what, but I guess that's the other thing is they're able to like defend themselves mm-hmm. if they were awoken. Yeah, you get like one for you get a one sucker punch on them, but then they're they're free to move about in that I guess coffin yeah. because it's underground or, mm-hmm. but they're just not as powerful. I, I didn't give I, I didn't have a good so. handle on exactly what the deal was because sometimes like you know vampire during the daytime obviously if they stay out of sun they get weak or sometimes they start like you know. Mm-hmm sparkling yeah you know, they start sparkling or in true blood they start <laughs> bleeding from their nose and ears if they don't go to sleep during the day like i'm not sure exactly what the dealio is on on the daytime vampires here yeah except for they gotta stay out of the sun it, it was also a little weird the way you become a vampire by drinking blood i guess the blood of a vampire that's pretty that's that's kind of pretty standard i thought it was all about the bite
1: like yeah you, 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 that... you
0: get bit and you you slowly turn into a vampire until you drink from them. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was like the other way around. There's a bunch of different ways to do it, but, okay. but But drinking a vampire, like that's the that's the Anne Rice kind of version. And I wonder, I wonder if that's what happened because Anne Rice's book came out. Uh, when did the Interview with the Vampire come out? It's like '91. I thought that. 92? I thought it actually came out like in the '70s. Oh, uh, the book. Yeah, the book. I'm sure. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, So I'm saying I'm like talking that about the movie. Uh, in se- yeah. So that came out in seventy six. I think this mm. is what started a lot of these modern vampire myths, vampire stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. Where they started playing with the idea that like uh, vampires aren't afraid of crosses, and they have like yeah. like 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 the whole kind of like starting to play with the the like if the vampires are real, there'd be mythology, but a lot of that mythology would be wrong. So like mm. I think and and you know as this get got popular and culture and like people Hollywood read it started infecting quote unquote the 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 Hollywood vampire myths sounds plausible yeah uh so I want to talk about like the climax of this movie okay because I guess it has a couple of them right so the the first one is like the battle between the kids and the vampires um and kind of Kiefer Sutherland's death I guess Mm -hmm. uh I liked all of that I thought that was just like appropriate action movie. I thought that they were building to the climax when they went to their home first. Yeah, like so. I would say there's three climaxes this film. Okay. That yeah. is a as a false climax. Mm-hmm. Then killing uh, also a false climax. Also killing Cooper turns out Sutherland, a false yeah. climax. But 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 also like an earned you know. There's actually a resolution to to some antagonistic plot there. Sure, sure. Um, and I like all that stuff. I thought the battle in their house was really cool. So the vampire like like you know plumber's worst nightmare was super cool. <laughs> yeah. Visualized the guy that got impaled into the hi-fi system Uh and electrocuted was super cool yeah and then exploded yeah i love how like the flame was coming out of his eyes and mouth and yeah he he just exploded that was that was really cool and still not i mean none of these effects are perfect but there's some effects you see like oh god what kind of fucking rubes are watching movies in 1984 that this is this got their dicks hard <laughs> Right but I mean this it was, was 12 like, year old me you know like yeah. <laughs> that's the thing like it's evocative of like Sam Raimi almost you mm-hmm, know when mm-hmm. like an evil dead 2 kind of thing Right when this is kind of in that where it's in like it's like oh yeah okay I'll give you that I'll give yeah. you that it's, it's pretty schlocky it's, it's silly It's a pretty but, sweet practical effect Yeah um but then this all takes a, a downturn for me at the actual climax of this movie, which I think is really dumb. Um, I, I think, A, they telegraphed a little too much the, the reveal of the head vampire. I think, B... Do you say that as a thirty mid-30s man, or do you say yes. that as a 13-year-old boy? A 13-year-old boy, I'm probably eating it up. See, there you go. Yeah. But as mid, <laughs> mid-30s man, uh, they telegraphed it too much, and then Grandpa coming in as the deus ex machina to just finish the fucking vampires... Was really it's stupid. It's, it's absolutely terrible. just a bummer of an end note for this movie. Yeah, it's bad. And then they try to make it into a joke, and then it just ends. And I felt like if they're gonna make a joke, they need to... sure there'd be some kind of uh, menacing, you know, like epilogue where they're mm-hmm. all out in the beach, but they see that the you know grandpa still. I I don't know how they they move on, but fuck, they it was they made the mess, and then they just ended the movie. But yeah. on the other hand. Yeah. I don't think at any point during shooting or editing this film, Joel Schumacher turned to his trusted advisor and says, "Do you think we're losing the forty-one year olds in the audience?" <laughs> no, no, they did. I, I feel like I feel like that. that, that like if I'm if I'm a forty-one year old man, or, or right here at this movie, I'm asking, "Why why am I even connecting with these characters?" I don't think any of those questions were asked <laughs> even once. <laughs> of course not. Yeah, not the intended audience. Uh, it's, it's like we want we want the shrieking girls me. and we want the the testosterone fueled boys, right. And maybe boys and girls who are having some confused feelings will put some stuff in there for them, too, because everyone should enjoy this film. I did think... You're, <laughs> unless you're 30 or older. Right. So being 36, I did think even, like, the the stuff they do where Corey Haim shows up in town and he goes to the mm-hmm. comic book store and Corey Feldman and his sidekick are like, you're not a you're not a comic kid. Get out of here, mm-hmm. you loser. And then he puts him to shame with his Superman knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh I thought that was all just really ham-fisted and shitty. But here's the thing. I actually found it charming because, like, the last time I've seen someone straight up do the, like... You know, serious voice, kind of like like Eric Cartman effect, like explaining something to an outsider. Uh-huh. It's like Jordan Peele in like a com, like a, like he and Peele skit. Right, because it's such a trope. Like, it's just. But back in, I, I don't think they knew they were doing yeah, that in 87. So it's kind of like that unguarded, unconscious, like, you're just going to straight, you don't even want a lampshade. It. You're just going to go for this fucking hackneyed thing but yeah i don't know if it was hackneyed back then i don't think it was but you know 2018 me is watching it so <laughs> <laughs> what can i do yeah yeah um i'm trying to think on the other one that I really liked was and i wanted to open up the podcast i was wanting to ask you uh and i just totally forgot because most of the time i come up with shtick i forget it <laughs> uh but there's this one thing where michael like after uh keith or sutherland tries to bait him off the cliff which mm-hmm. would have killed him by the way. Uh, when they're riding the motorcycles? Like I don't think you can I don't yeah. like what if what if what if he'd rode his bicycle off the cliff? I, I I I think there's an alternate version of the movie where Keith Southern's at the top with his hand in his head. Oh my god, dad's gonna kill me. Oh shit, we can't <laughs> breathe Get the blood bottle, guys, maybe we can get it down his throat. Like he's just like laying as like a broken doll at the bottom of this cliff. Yeah. But he's trying to get him and, and the guy he, he tries to lure him off the cliff and he, he dumps his motorcycle and Keith Southern's laughing. He he comes up it's like just you come on just you come on just you that's like something <laughs> okay. about that the line delivery was so over the top and out of nowhere huh. I, and I, I i loved it i loved it because i just i just think joel schumacher is like three foot away say like, now whisper it you know <laughs> right it's so it's so funny it's so funny uh what is the resolution of that scene i don't even remember Uh, I know Keepee says, like, I want you to be one of us, man. Like, that's the thing. Like, if I was in this social gathering, I would have been like, you know what? Fuck you. And I'd have walked home and I would have, like, they they would have been mortal enemies. But Mm -hmm. in these types of movies, once you antagonize the rube, and if the rube just... I guess this is probably real life, too. Maybe this is why it didn't fit in with people he's in school. He's trying to prove himself. Yeah, like someone tries to drive me off the cliff. I'm not like, ha-ha, you son of a bitch. Ah, come here, give me, let me get a noogie in here. I'm like, yeah. fuck you guys. I'm going to home play my fucking Nintendo. I have to put up with this shit. I yeah. got Princess Zelda to save. Uh, but he's just like, he's like, if you, if you take enough shit from the vampires, they adopt you as one of their own. Mm-hmm. But then it's completely undercut because he was... He was doing so, so like this wasn't like hazing, it's just him like not liking this guy, but his vampire daddy's making him do it. So, yeah, I mean, there's hmm. a lot of like just rich, it's like, more like, complex. Like, the, he's, he's like, there's a lot of rich douchebag, uh, you know, like James Spader kind of in a John Hughes film, mm-hmm. but with punk to Keith Southern's performance, yeah. And now that I know that he was under orders, it makes a lot more sense. Because like you can, you can see this as like a rebellious teenage vampire boy doing something against his will that his dad's making him do. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hang out with his fucking human dad. He's lame. He smells like fucking desert and and saguaro cactuses. Okay, okay. I just want to hang out my sweet castle with my half vampire slave girl and her weird (laughs) younger brother sister. I'm not even sure. Because all the time I see him in close up, oh, it's yeah. vampire, it's Laddie. vampire makeup. Yeah, I did not expect Laddie to freak the fuck out and turn into like this crazy vampire. Is kid. that her brother or sister? I honestly don't know. I think it's her brother. Because like again, every time I just saw them in close brother. up, it was it was just in, in the horrifying vampire child mode. Yeah, they show at some point he's on a milk carton, um, oh, and and it's kind of a close up, and I not I her older think he sister because fuck her. Yeah. Just just have room for one mug on the milk carton. I mean, I gotta assume the family thinks the older sister stole the kid, kidnapped oh. him, and ran away. I don't know because in this town, it's like yeah. the bridge. It's like it's like Juarez. Like like apparently, five hundred kids go missing every year. Oh, how good would it this just, be? It's just cool. It's just cool, man. We ne- we needed a vampiric Matthew Lillard. That would have <laughs> just really set it all. Set it all in stone Santa Cruz Vampire Punks is what you're saying? Yeah. Salt Lake Uh SLVP. SLVP Punk. Salt Lake Vampire Punk. Um, What else do we have to talk about for this particular movie? Uh, Did you know there were two direct-to-video sequels made for this thing? I didn't until I was watching this on Amazon and they popped up and they star Corey Feldman. Yeah, I... I don't wanna watch them but I kinda of do. Yeah, that's the thing. I want the I want the experience of watching it inside me uh-huh. without the three and a half hours <laughs> I'd lose from my life by actually watching them. Right. I want like like if I could not like make like there's a couple movies that I like like uh you know, There Will Be Blood where it's like mm-hmm. I knew it was gonna be good. It's out on the shelf. I just want to. I just gonna. I, I want to sip this movie and, and and fill it up. There's some movies I just want to j- get jacked into me like Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, I want to be like for five seconds, like bucking in a chair. And <laughs> oh God, I know what it's like to watch those two direct to video <laughs> Lost Boy sequels. Yeah, they can't be good. No, oh, no, they can't because they were made like 20 years out. Like this is Where this is they? old oh, Feldman. Fuck me, it looks like old Feldman to me. <laughs> okay, uh, I tell you what, the other thing is like. The grandpa in this movie is kind of cool. Yeah. And I was thinking like how fun it's going to be when I'm like 65 years old every time my son comes over to visit me, I'm going to see him come and I'm going to collapse onto the floor and pretend I'm dead. All right. Because here's what That's this good. fucker's <laughs> doing to me on a fairly regular basis. He tries to pretend he's asleep. Uh-huh. Tries it's a game to him. He tries to pretend he's asleep and then I like all I have to do is just stare at him long enough and he'll crack up laughing. Uh-huh. Like he's 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 his skill is not very high. I want to pay him back. I want to pay him. He thinks this is annoying. Wait until I'm 65 and he comes in to visit <laughs> with the grandkids and I'm passed out on the floor drooling from the mouth and he's like, "Oh my god, dad, dad, call 911." I'm going to I'm going to let him string it along until he starts to dial the phone and then maybe I'll gasp back to life and pretend like it was a real thing or maybe yeah. I'll just be like, "Oh, you dumb fuck, you cared." I don't know. But it's going to be fun. And something I never even considered you could do as an old old person. Yeah, it seems almost inappropriate. Borderline. Right. (laughs) Borderline uh, abuse, mental abuse. I've always talked about how much fun it's going to be to be in a nursing home. And I was always thinking in terms of like, well, shit, I like to play board games and video games and surf the Internet. I can do those in a diaper. It's true. But now that I can, like, fuck with the orderlies by just pretending to be dead all the time, (laughs) so much the better. So much the better. And it's the ultimate, like it doesn't matter that you're crying wolf right because when the wolf actually comes you're already dead and you right, don't care right they like, like I, you, you had, had your jollies yeah I won't I won't be around for the time I'm actually dead exactly. and people are like yeah you whatever fucker I'm fallen for this one <laughs> they leave your body to rot for a week and a half right until he's like you know he's been smelling ah he's just farting in there he's getting desperate like yeah I won't be around for that so yeah eat, eat your heart out eat your heart out uh <laughs> oh god what else? What else do we want to talk about? I feel like that's – I think that's all of the things that I had to talk about this movie. All right. I think so. So once again, thank you for uh, commissioning this, Zombiever, or um, as your your better known, Sailor. I think it's say, it's, it's S-A-Y-L-O-R, which yeah. when I was reading his name in the feedback, I didn't think of like Sailor, like, you know, U.S. Navy. Yeah. But I think it's pronounced Sailor. Maybe it's si- Siler or something. Hmm, not Siler from heroes, hmm, that'd be bad, maybe his dad is from the Navy, but he thought it'd be weird if he just named him sailor, uh-huh, so he's like, you know, we'll just uh we'll we'll do something whimsical with it and and that and then and then it won't it won't be weird uh so yeah, congratulations, sorry, I just made fun of your name trust you, me i weird got my 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 last name's worse <laughs> uh I've taken my lumps over it over the time sailor, so uh, thanks for commissioning the the Lost Boys. Congratulations on your fantasy football victory. Uh, again, as I've been saying, we have got the commission queue closed because we're not taking. We are we are still like, I don't know, 19, 20 films behind. We're trying to get unshoveled from that. So there's no there. Like I, I get emails every time we release a commission podcast. There is currently no way to commission a podcast, um, but we will continue shoveling out from our backlog. Uh, we got a lot of great titles coming up in the weeks ahead. Uh, Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.